Hello everybody, welcome back to Big Apple Bites. My name is Andy, and I've got another great show for you all today. First, there is, in fact, hope. I'm going to recap the Giants' lucky win versus Washington from last week for you all today. Spoiler alert, Daniel Jones was flawless. You can't say otherwise. Then I'm going to give you guys my preview and predictions for the Giants' huge Week 10 matchup versus the Philadelphia Eagles coming up this Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. You don't want to miss it. And finally, there's a path to the playoffs? Oh, yes, folks, there is. I'll tell you all about it on this episode of Big Apple Bites. Let's get on with the show. So sorry for reusing the uh, intro music from the short-lived baseball banter. I haven't had time to create a new theme song yet. It, you'll, you'll get it. Y- you guys will get a new theme song. It's going to be good. And also, baseball banter will be back in a way. We've got some hot stove off-season content coming up. If, if the off-season ever picks up a little bit, which it really hasn't. But today, I've got Giants talk the whole time for you guys. And, oh my gosh. The Giants win by the skin of their teeth versus Washington last week. That's the first thing I want to get into. I, I, didn't, I genuinely did not think they were going to win this game. And after their good start in the first quarter, we so there was a Graham Gano field goal, and then Wayne Gallman with a rushing touchdown. I was worried that the Giants were going to blow the tank again. I was, I was legitimately worried, but then Washington makes it ten to three in the second quarter. Then the Giants answer with their own field goal, make it 13-3. to And then Evan Engram, Evan Engram, people, he catches a pass for a touchdown from Daniel Jones. 20-3, Giants at halftime. And I am panicking. I'm like, they're actually going to blow this. Well, then the third quarter comes around. Antonio Gibson, touchdown, three minutes in. Actually... Yeah, less than three minutes in, and Washington makes it a 10-point game. The Giants can't hold leads. They just can't. I'm optimistic that they might not blow the tank. Well, then they make it 23-10. to 10. Crap. Okay, it's a two-score game. Then Washington kicks a field goal. Still a two-score game. And then Terry McLaurin with what is the best the best play by Washington this entire year. I'm sorry, Washington. It, it was a great play. It was a great play. But a 68-yard reception touchdown from Alex Smith. And then 
Washington's got the ball at the end, and they throw a pick. Oh, crap. The Giants are actually going to win. Daniel Jones is going to move to 4-0 and versus Washington. Oh, well, we got to punt. Give it back to Washington. Is Alex Smith going to lead the miracle drive to at least tie the game? Nope. Another interception. Just unbelievable. And Jabril Peppers on the first one. He actually caught it off a tip, I believe. And then the Logan Ryan interception. That was just an awful pass. But an insane ending. Daniel Jones moves to 4-0. and Versus Washington in his career. That's, it's kind of sad that he only has one other win. I'm, I don't take that lightly. But he was flawless. He was just, he had a great game. He had 212 yards, which is not many yards, but yeah. He had a touchdown. Not a single turnover. He did have a low QB rating, but... Other, I'm talking more about the no interceptions. We have low standards for the G-Men these days. And Daniel Jones, he, I really don't know what to think of him at this point. It was a game versus Washington, but it was still a great performance overall with no turnovers. And Wayne Gallman. Actually had a pretty good game. 68 yards and a, rushing and a touchdown. And then... I was... This was a shocker to see. It was Alfred Morris. Yeah, Alfred Morris, the former Washington Redskins running back. He had 67 yards. And all his all longest rush was for 20 yards. Okay. Okay. But more guys to carry the ball. We could use that, especially with Devontae Freeman out, at least for now. And then on the reception end, Austin Mack, the receptions leader, four receptions for 72 yards. And then Evan Engram did have five receptions for 48 yards and a touchdown. So he arguably had the best receiving performance. And... It, it was a it was a sloppy win. It was a lucky win. And then on the other side, Kyle Allen, five for seven, sixty-two yards. He goes down with a gruesome ankle injury. I mean, what is it with the Giants and giving a NFC East quarterbacks just these awful ankle injuries? I don't. It's it's weird that they both happened versus the Giants with Prescott and now Allen. But he's going to be out for the season. And then Alex Smith comes in. 325 yards, actually, on 24 pass attempts. Or, no, he had 32 attempts, 24 completions. One touchdown, but three interceptions is the key thing. That's a problem. That is a problem. That's It's basically swapping bodies with Daniel Jones for a day. Three interceptions. A QB rating of 32.3. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> Washington's not good, Terry McLaurin's good, 
Seven receptions, 115 yards, one touchdown. And... Um, other than that, Washington's pretty bad. I, looking back on it, I actually don't know why I picked them over the Giants, to be completely honest with you. That, that was probably just my hope for a tank. But, the Giants have some hope now. Um, the game also featured one of the best plays that I've seen in a while. The... Uh, this was hilarious. There, <laughs> the fumble that rolled twenty-five yards. Oh my gosh, it was so funny. I don't know how nobody recovered that ball <laughs> before. <laughs> before, <laughs> I don't even know how the Giants. It's just insanity. It's, 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 it's just the play that defines a tank bowl. So Antonio Gibson get he's got a nice short pass run, then he loses the ball on the sideline. I do not know how Washington misses the ball, and then there's a pile of everybody, and somehow Jabril Peppers comes up with the fumble recovery. This is one of those plays that kind of just defines a tank bowl. Not not gonna lie, it it was pretty hilarious just watching it unfold. <laughs> Washington, it, it kind of just defines your team. I mean, Logan Thomas booted that ball. Come on, just watch the replay. Oh my gosh. Booted that ball. Worse than Tony Fernandez in 97 World Series, if you guys know what I mean. It was... <sighs> if I have any Mets fans out there, I don't want to bring back bad memories, but... um, Daniel Murphy, World Series. Sorry, had to do it. Had to do it! it it's, it's, it's just sad. But, anyway, after all of this, the Giants come out with a win. They're 2-7. and seven. Washington falls to two and six and the Giants have playoff hopes they've got a huge game coming up this Sunday versus Philadelphia I'm gonna give you guys my preview of that coming up right after this I'll be right back welcome back to Big Apple Bites everybody so the Giants are two and seven and the NFC East is such a joke this year that they have a good shot at making the playoffs if they win this weekend. That is a huge if. And they're playing Philadelphia. 3-4-1. and one. The Giants choked against them last time. It was a super close game that, end that ended with a game-winning touchdown. Pretty heartbreaking. But... Uh, here we are back again, and the Giants, because the NFC East is imploding, basically, have a shot to make the playoffs. But it's going to take a huge win versus Philadelphia to get to this point of contention. If they lose, I think they're pretty much done. So, 
to start off, Golden Tate will, in fact, be playing. He was questionable with a knee injury that he suffered earlier this week, but he's going to play. Who knows if that'll be able to hold up, if he'll be able to play the entire game. If he does, if, if his knee holds up, great. The Giants will have Slayton Shepard and Tate as their wide receivers. That's what they want to roll with. And... Um... I think it's pretty funny. Philadelphia has, like, only one player on the injury report this week for, like, the first time in forever or something. It's kind of, it's ridiculous how many injuries that team has had. Yeah, they only have Craig James, cornerback, on, he, he's out, and he's the only guy on the injury report, which is amazing to me. But... So the Giants, according to ESPN's FPI, they have a 35% chance of winning. Philly has a 65% chance of winning. But here's the thing. I mean, Philadelphia is coming off a bye, which could give them time to regroup. Could have gave them time to regroup. The Giants finally had a good week. Daniel Jones was flawless. And... I think the Giants' defense is actually going to be able to shut down Wentz this week. This, this just feels so weird talking about this because just both teams are so bad. It's another tank bowl. And... I think the Giants are going to upset Philadelphia this week. I think it's going to be a very close game. But I think that Daniel Jones is going to have a good game. Carson Wentz has looked horrible. I'm sorry, he's looked horrible. And I think Wentz actually might end up losing that starting job by the end of the year. I think today might even be the last straw, possibly. And I think the Giants, I mean, Miles Sanders is going to be back, but he was just hurt. So I think the Giants can put enough pressure on Carson Wentz. I think, I think they'll be good to go. If, if the offense plays like they did last week, which was meh, basically. I think they have a good shot to beat Philadelphia. They just gotta they just gotta contain Carson Wentz and not give up big plays, no no big rushing plays. Play, they need to play well in the secondary also. In case they can't put enough pressure on Wentz. And Wentz has twelve interceptions so far this year. That's really, really bad. And I think if the Giants play their coverage well enough, I think they will be able to get a couple interceptions off of Wentz. And that could end up being the key is who makes less mistakes. And Daniel Jones really did not make many mistakes last week. 
he was he had a good game. He didn't have a single interception, didn't have a single fumble even, which was amazing given one of those plays they had that like they were say people were saying afterwards this is a fumble for in most cases. He held on to the ball so well. This was actually before they punted it away to Washington for to before um Smith's second interception. So I think it's going to come down to who makes less mistakes, and I think the Giants are going to make less mistakes given how their offense played last week versus Washington. And if I'm going to give you guys a score prediction here, I think that this game is going to be 26-24 to 24 Giants. I think Gano hits four field goals. And the Giants will get touchdowns somehow, maybe even a defensive touchdown. I'm actually going to put like a little bold prediction here and say that the Giants get a defensive touchdown, likely a pick six off of Carson Wentz today. And that's that's really all I've got to say about this game. This is huge for the Giants. If they win, the door is wide open in the NFC East to make the playoffs. And Everybody knows that if the Giants sneak into the playoffs, they'll go win the Super Bowl. And yeah, I, I that's that is extremely wishful thinking. Don't think it's gonna happen. But I think this huge game versus Philly is going to go in their favor. Twenty six to twenty four. Giants get a win this week. Is my final prediction. <sighs> yeah. It's a tank bowl, officially. It is a tank bowl. Urinating tree. I have I have to use your holy words. So Yeah. That's all I gotta say for the game against Philadelphia. I am excited to watch. And coming up next, if the Giants get a win, they've got that door open to the playoffs. I'm going to tell you how they can sneak through that door. That is coming up right after this, so stick around. Welcome back to Big Apple Bites, everybody. So for this one, you guys might want to get out your pencil and your paper because we've got some scenarios to go through. The Giants are playoff contenders. That sounds like a joke, but it is completely serious the nfc east is that bad so what i'm gonna do here is i'm just gonna give you guys some scenarios for each for like the eagles and the giants basically in the nfc east because they are obviously the top two contenders right now sorry dallas and washington you guys just uh you guys are a mess so if the Giants want to make the playoffs, they just need to win two more games than Philly does. And if they are to win versus if the if the Giants are to win versus Philadelphia, they will only need to win one more game than Philly all year. And here's a problem for Philly. Their next five games are against Cleveland. Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans, and Arizona. And holy cow, I think 
all those teams are better than Philadelphia. All of them, all of them are better than Philadelphia. No doubt about it. And honestly, out of all those games, there is only there is only one that I see that they could win, and that is the Browns game. I think that out of all those games, that is the only one they legitimately have a good chance to win in, even even if they're not the favorites, because I think they're going to lose to Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans, and Arizona. Then they would have Dallas and Washington, and I think they would win both of those games because those other two teams are just a dumpster fire. So that would mean, it, assuming that the Giants win the game versus Philadelphia, that would mean Cleveland, with this prediction, goes 3-4 and four in their last seven games. Now, with the Giants... They've got a bit more of an uphill battle. So I'm assuming that they beat the Eagles. They're on bye the next week. They will lose to Seattle. They will lose to Arizona. And I think they will lose to Baltimore too. Um, So they need to win one more game than Philadelphia. I think they will beat the Cowboys week 17 because obviously the Cowboys are a dumpster fire. I think that they will beat the Bengals. And that leaves the Browns as a toss-up. And even if they were to win that game in this scenario, Philadelphia would still make the playoffs because they got that tie versus uh, Cincinnati. Now, if you take away Philadelphia's win versus the Browns and leave the two Browns games as toss-ups between the... Eagles and the Giants. I think it's actually going to come down to that performance, assuming the Giants beat the Eagles. So week 11, Eagles-Browns. If the Browns win, then that makes means, with this prediction, the Eagles fall to 5-10-1 on the season. Now the Giants, who would be sitting at 5-10 and 10 in my predictions, leaving out the Browns game, if they are to win that game, then they would win the division at 6-10 and 10 and make the playoffs. Okay. Yeah, so... And if somehow they... Bo if both teams lose to the Browns, and or both teams win versus the Browns, that means the Giants need to get a win in some of these other games. And... Could they beat Baltimore? Maybe. Baltimore's been having a lot of problems on offense. But they've had a good defense all year. And obviously, they are a solid team. And then the Cardinals have had some down weeks. So, basically what I'm saying is they would have to get very lucky if, I'm assuming, the Giants win the games they should win and lose the games they should lose, and the same happens with Philadelphia, it's going to come down to that Browns game for both of them, and it's not great. The Giants are fighting more uphill if both teams lose or both teams win. They're, the scenario that they would want most would be the Giants 
beating the Browns and Philadelphia losing because if the rest of my predictions hold up, that would mean the Giants would win the division, assuming they beat Philadelphia today. And again, the Giants would have to win. In this scenario, one of the games that they should lose if the both teams were to have the same outcome versus Cleveland. So that would basically mean having to beat either Baltimore, Arizona, or Seattle, and those are three really tough opponents. But if the Giants beat the Browns and the Eagles lose, which I think could happen, the Giants, just because Philly's got an awful schedule, have a good chance to make the playoffs. And if I want to go to 538 right here, I do not think there is a scenario where the Giants can make the playoffs if they don't win the division. It is 7% for division and 7% for make the playoffs. It's better than the Cowboys, and somehow Washington has better odds than them, which I do not understand. If we go back to the playoff predictor, just taking a look at Washington, so assuming... I'm assuming with this, the Giants beat the Browns and the Eagles lose to the Browns, which is the best-case scenario. Going, going over to Washington, um, I think they will lose to the Lions. I think they will lose to the Bengals. I think they will beat Washington. I think they will lose to Pittsburgh and lose to the 49ers, lose to the Seahawks, and lose to the Panthers, and lose to the Eagles, which would put them at 3-13. and now, the Panthers, Bengals, and Niners games could flip. And even if all of those games were to flip to Washington, the Giants would still have the tiebreaker with a better interdivision record. And now, Dallas. I'm assuming they will... I'm betting they will lose to the Vikings after their bye week. They will lose to the Ravens. I'm going to keep the Bengals and the 49ers as toss-up games. And I think that they will lose to the Eagles and the Giants. So keeping this at and and the football team week twelve can't forget about that. That would make them two and twelve. So even if they were to beat the Bengals and the Forty Nineers, they'd still be four and twelve, and they would finish dead last in the division. So if things work out as they should. With the Giants and the Eagles in those in their scenarios, the Giants have a good chance to make the playoffs. And now looking at some of these games for each team, so the Eagles are 65 to 35, as we saw earlier. Um, Washington is it's 40, 54% for the Lions and 46 for Washington. And then in week 11, Washington is slightly favored to win over the Bengals, which basically means it's a toss-up. It's only a 4% difference. The Eagles are projected to lose to the Browns, which is a good thing. It's 60-40 to 40 on that one. And then the Cowboys are projected to lose by the, to the Vikings. It's actually an 8-point difference, and it's 77-23 to 23 percent-wise. Then the next week, week 12, Washington is favored to beat Dallas on Thanksgiving. And then on that Sunday, the Giants are actually 
projected to lose to Cincinnati, but that game could definitely go either way. Then the Eagles are projected to lose. It's a 63% for Seattle and 37 for the Eagles. Then it's probably going to be a massacre versus the Cowboys on week 13, December 3rd. Ravens are 14 and a half favorites point favorites at the moment, and it's 89% to 11% with scenarios. And then Washington, it's not much better. It's 85 to 15 versus the Steelers, and the Steelers are 12-point favorites. And it's not good. It's honestly not good for any of these teams. Giants, 11.5% under or 0.5 point underdogs, 84 to 16 versus Seattle. And then the Eagles and the Packers, the Packers are seven point favorites and it's 74 to 26 in this case. Then the next week, Giants are six point underdogs to the Cardinals on, and this is talking ELO point spread on 538 and it's 70 to 30 with the Cardinals. And then the Bengals are favored to win by five and a half with ELO point spread. 69% to 31%. The Bengals have the favorite for this game. And then the Eagles, Saints are six-point favorites against them, 70%, 30%. And actually, in the Niners game, the Niners versus Washington, the Niners are six-point favorites, 71% to 29%. And then week 15... The Browns are four-and-a-half-point favorites over the Giants, but it's a lot closer, I believe, for the Giants than it is for the—what is it for the Eagles? Um, So for the Eagles versus the Browns, it's 60-40. And then moving to Giants-Browns, it's 66 for the Browns, 34. So it is worse for the Giants in this case. But— I think both games could go either way with it being this close. And then Washington is projected to lose 72% for Seattle, 28 for Washington. Eagles are projected to lose. It's 66% to 34% versus the Cardinals. And the Cowboys are in an awful spot. 49ers are six-point favorites, even though they're missing so many players. 71%, 29%. Then the next week... Uh, week 16 Washington is basically in a toss up with the Panthers where they are slightly favored by half a point and it's 52% to 48% the Giants are massive underdogs to the Ravens 13 point favorites for the Ravens 87 to 13% and then there's an Eagles Cowboys matchup and the Eagles are four and a half point favorites over Dallas which makes sense I think they should beat Dallas in this game and they, it's 66 to 40, 34. And then the Giants are actually three-point favorites versus Dallas, uh, 39% to 61%. Um, Next NFC East game, the Philadelphia is four-point favorites versus Washington. And I believe I said Philly would win that game. And so it's all interdivision in Week 17. Now, if we want to factor in these odds, the Vikings were favorite against against the Cowboys here. Oh, who's favorited in the? Uh, I think the. Did I mention the Bengals Cowboys game yet? 
the Bengals are five and a half point favorites. All right, that's all I needed to know. So the Vikings are favorites against Dallas. Football team is favorited. Ravens are favorited. Bengals are actually favored over the Cowboys. I believe I. It looks like the Cowboys are projected to lose out. So that would put them at two and fourteen. Okay, what about Philadelphia? Well, we saw with Philly, they were projected to lose to the Browns. And right now, as we speak, the Giants are winning versus the Eagles. I And they are driving. I think that should hold. And they are favored to lose. They are projected to lose. I believe they're projected to lose all five of their next games after this Giants game, which are the tough ones, which is good. And then they're projected to beat Dallas and Washington, so that would put them at 5-10-1. And, and this is the scenario that's interesting for the Giants. I'll get to them after Washington, who are projected to lose to the Bengals and the 49ers. And they're slightly favored over the Panthers, I believe, which would put them at 4-12. and Now, the Giants, they have that scenario if they win today where they just need to win one more, which would basically mean flipping the Browns game in their favor or the Ravens game or the Cardinals game or the Seahawks game by some miracle. So the rundown is with these odds. If things hold, the Eagles need to keep their odds, basically, for their games and lose the games they should and win the games they should. If there's an upset, that is huge for the Giants because... The Giants just basically need to win one more game if they beat... They need to win one more game than Philadelphia if they win today. And so, yes, I did see that the Bengals were favored. So if you take that away, it's an uphill battle. And they'd need to, in this scenario, they'd need to win... What would they need? They'd need to win both of those games to get into the playoffs, which is doable. It's an uphill battle, but this, I know, this might have been a bit messy. I think it was a bit messy, but this is what is projected to happen in the NFC East. This is what I'm thinking. I hope you guys learned something from this, and it's that um, predictions can get very messy. And obviously predictions are often not right. But that is the rundown on how the Giants can get to the playoffs. And I hope you guys um don't go don't get your hopes up too much like I have, but it could happen. Well that just about does it. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Big Apple Bites. Huge Giants day, as you guys heard. I don't don't hold me accountable to my predictions because I I am known to make bad predictions. But I hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you guys so much. Leave me a voice message at anchor.fm slash big apple bites. Leave your questions, leave a review, leave anything, and you could get on the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Catch you guys later. Peace.